Welcome, welcome to episode 42 of the Place to Be Reviews. Now, we've been trying to get this episode started for about, what, a half hour or so? <laughs> yeah, if that. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Oh, a- anchor, is not, uh, anchor is not being our friend this evening. No, and it just came up and it said, you're about to record with yourself. Like, it, ha- it had my picture and me recording with me, but you're on here, too, so it works out. Surprise, I'm here. I'm in the place to be. About time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. So, yeah, we've got a uh, a quick-hitting episode this evening, given the, uh, the late hour that it is. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Um, you can find us. I'll just do the social media plugs this evening, uh, since we're getting so uh, since we're so far behind here. Um, you can find us on Facebook, the place to be reviews. Once we hit that 300 like mark on the page, Monica is giving away a custom piece of artwork, hand drawn by her. Monica, you want to give us some de- give us some details, real quick. Um. Well, we're obviously at random going to select somebody once we hit the 300 mark um and then whoever we pick gets to select a comic book character of their choice that i can paint a canvas print which is i don't know if i mentioned it before but it's 11 by 14 print so it's fairly decent size um yeah and then painted and shipped to you the winner and like I said, we've posted your uh, your work, and then you um, you talked about the 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 piece you've got on the Disney page right now. That's up to what thirteen, fourteen hundred likes. It's a, yeah, thirteen, just over thirteen. Okay, yeah. So this is uh, this is going to be a very, very, very nice piece of art. And, well, uh, hopefully, I didn't have, don't jinx it. it well, <laughs> no, I, I, have fa- I have I have faith in your abilities. I've seen your work. Um, so we've got some articles tonight to go through here. Uh, number one, Elizabeth Banks is a world destroyer. Uh, this woman cannot stop ruining things, and we're going to talk about it. Um, after that, we have new Varsity Blues coming, and in the year 2019, you remember the movie Varsity Blues, correct? Yes. Um. I don't think that any Varsity Blues that comes out in 2019 is going to be anywhere near as uh, fun or testosterone-filled as that movie was. And why did they decide that's a good idea to do that? Oh, it's coming from the writer of the movie Stuber with Kumail Nagiani hmm. and, and Dave Batista, which that movie actually looks funny, but I don't think that this is going to be a... Um, I don't think it's going to be anything like the original. I think it'll be it'll be a bunch of be a bunch of me too shit in it, and it's going to be oh yeah, it's it's going to be cringy. I'll guarantee it. Like High School Musical version, but football. Probably. That's my, that's my uh, I guess there. But I can't really bag on Zac Efron too much at this point. No, I love Zac Efron, but yeah. I see them running around and singing and dancing with footballs instead of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be lovely. 
And last but not least, we have the Spider-Man movies ranked cinematically from worst to best. So we'll, we'll do that. But first, we're going to jump on over to bleedingcool.com, an article by Ray Fluke, Elizabeth Banks, and the WB animation team, animation teaming for an animated adult comedy reboot of the Flintstones. Isn't that just scary? Like they're, they're, uh, they're, are you sure I'm not sleeping dreaming right now? <laughs> what is happening? I, I assure you, you are very awake for this. Uh, let's see. So this is Ray Fluke. This was uh, posted today and Elizabeth Banks mission to take over the entire entertainment industry one cool project after another continues and the words project and after are combined into project after in this uh in this article there's no ed- there's no editing already and we're, we're on the first sentence and and then Perfect. it gets even it gets even worse because it says after impressing us with our first look at her take on the charlie's angels franchise we're still impressed with the bosley concept Banks is partnering with Warner Brothers Animation through her Brownstone Productions Company to develop a new primetime Flintstones animated adult comedy series produced by Warner Brothers Animation and based on an original idea. The early in development project will feature characters from the Hanna-Barbera series, which originally ran from 1960 to 1966 and would include live actions, films, live actions films live it should be live action films music and a ton of merchandising opportunities considered by many to be a classic animated series and sitcom and i grew up watching reruns of uh, the flintstones and i love that show yeah i did too and then what was the movie is it john goodman that movie that mm-hmm. came out I yeah, it was John. Movie. We used to watch that movie all the time. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I mean, I never had any issue with it. You know, the, the they did a uh, the second one was like Viva Rock Vegas. That was kind of that was kind of dumb. Oh, I don't remember that one. But yeah, I did. Why do they need to do? Okay. Well, it's Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> and she's uh, she's stunning and brave. So. Stones is just the most recent reboot plan on Warner Brothers Animation Slate. The company's upcoming Gremlins prequel series is set for Warner Media's new streaming service, HBO Max. Uh, that's something I won't watch. For its oh Jesus, and it gets worse. For its reboot of Animaniacs, the animation studio was able to secure a home for the series at Hulu. Boomerang had ordered a Flintstones spin-off kid series entitled Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. But production on the season on the two season order was halted after completion of only one season. They're rebooting Animaniacs, and that frankly terrifies me. All of this terrifies me. Like, why can't you make your own stuff? Like, just, <laughs> just write your own stuff. Why? Yeah, this isn't is, that uh... what they teach you in like college and stuff. Like, not to do. Like, you don't copy other people's shit. Yeah, not to uh, not to plagiarize. Yeah, that's, I think they failed. Pretty, the, yeah, they, they, you've, you've failed poorly. 
Yes, Brownstone's overall deal at Warner Brothers TV includes the new Flintstone series, but the series is not connected to Family Guy creator Seth MacFarlane's earlier efforts to bring the project to the screen. I never made that connection. Uh, I would think that uh, Seth MacFarlane would not uh, partner with Elizabeth Banks on anything as he's far more talented when it comes to this than uh, than she is. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, obviously. I I have nothing against Elizabeth Banks as an actress um, or a person, really. I mean, she, her ideals might be a little, a lot woke, but, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I don't really hate her. You know, I just disagree with her, and I don't think that uh, the Charlie's Angels movie is going to be any good. It's It looks like hot garbage. So, yeah, like, who are they including in that line where they said that it impressed us? Because, no, it did not. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, this this whole, well, you know, like, nobody nobody said we dislike strong women. Like, literally, like, probably, like, what? Uh, I'd say less than 5% of the male population is like actually like intimidated by strong women. <laughs> like, like it's really got to be like a small percentage, like honestly, because I don't have any issue with like people succeeding. You know what I mean? I don't care who they are. So it, it's stupid. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a, like a lazy, um, like a lazy virtue signal you know what i mean it's like yeah. you know you, you you pretty much you as a woman you have all the rights and privileges of any other person on the face of the earth um you know there's there's a lot of you know we're not going to get into uh, constitutional issues here um but yeah you know it's yeah you know, i don't oh it makes my brain hurt and, and you know my <laughs> situation you know my situation like i uh you know, I was working and I'm a stay at home dad. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't, uh, it's not like I've been emasculated by that or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not at all. It, it, it just, it doesn't to say that, you know, this whole, like that, the article we covered, uh, on the live stream last night, uh, where, you know, the, the director of Terminator dark fate, or you saw my meme, right? <laughs> my, yes. my, sim- my simple Jack, uh, Terminator six meme. The future yeah. went full retard. <laughs> Simple Jack Terminator Six. Um, you know that, uh, that he says. You know she scares the fuck out of misogynists. Like no, she no. Don't. I mean, I don't think Mackenzie Mackenzie Davis scares the fuck out of anybody. No. But maybe herself, if she's you know in the mirror. But I mean, oh, oh no, I don't, I don't know. She's just. <laughs> She's just an odd-looking fella. I mean, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so harsh. I know, I know, but but that's all right. and like that one was it last night in the article where it was like she's so strong and like all this stuff. I'm like, but she's not like <laughs> you know what and, I mean? Like she's yeah, not. Oh yeah. And Brie Brie Larson said she was like pulling jeeps uphill, you know. With like, I know, like that almost offends me. I'm like, I I actually like try to be strong and like work out and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, they're not. There's no way. No, no, they're they're like they're um, I don't know. I I don't know how to quantify that. I know. Properly. I'm still looking for words, but it's uh, it's almost offensive. It's it's offensive <laughs> to all the senses. <laughs> uh, all right so let's see here um 
where are we at? Uh, let's see. Uh, Brownstone's overall deal at Warner Brothers includes the Flintstone. They're not going to connect him to McFarlane's family guy. After two years of negotiations, the decision-making between McFarlane, 20th Century TV, and Warner Brothers TV, the series reboot, would eventually be scrapped due to McFarlane's increasingly busy creative calendar. McFarlane was expected to co-write the project with Dan Palladino, with the pair co-producing alongside Karen Vallow. So they like just totally made that end of that article about Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> like Elizabeth Banks got um, two paragraphs and Seth MacFarlane got one paragraph and that's the end of the article. <laughs> um, now, I, I really like knowing, knowing how this show was when it was on the air, uh, you know, Fred was the, you know, blue collar, you know, him and Barney worked at the rock quarry and, you know, uh, Betty and Wilma were both stay at home moms. And, you know, I don't think, I don't, I wonder if that's going to be that way on Elizabeth Banks version. What do you, what do you think her take on it's going to be? Oh, I'm sure it's not going to be that way at all. Like, uh, Barney will probably be a male feminist. <laughs> oh, <it's> so <laughs> bad already. It's so bad. <laughs> you know, Bam Bam's going to be like, his name will be like, um, I don't know, they'll be fucking vegans. One of them they'll will be, be transgender. Yep. Bam Bam will probably be a tranny. Um, I don't know. It'll be Wham and Wham or something. Wham Wham. I don't know. but yeah like seriously barney's gonna be a male feminist uh let's see uh yeah barney and betty rubble so betty is gonna be like an executive or something because she was kind of ditzy on um yeah because wilma wilma was pretty smart from i haven't watched it in a while like i can't pick out like you know individual episodes and be like oh yeah episode you know six of season three was you know groundbreaking shit i haven't watched in a and it's been a long time since i've watched the uh the the flintstones but i did watch it as a kid you know um yeah me too but are I'm, they gonna I'm, keep I'm, are they gonna keep the dinosaur i i would hope so uh with dina yeah i'll be yeah, so sad dina. if he's not there it's gonna be barney they're gonna bring, bring back barney like the I want, oh, what was that? Yep. Well, Dino was the dinosaur. I know. I'm saying yeah. in, in, the, in oh, this, this one, they're going to bring Barney the dinosaur. Barney will be, that'd be confusing. Yeah, Barney and Barney. <laughs> but Barney the dinosaur would be smarter than Barney the uh, male feminist. <laughs> and then, uh, did they have a kid? What do you mean? Did the, did the, did the rubble, yeah, the rubbles had a little girl. Yeah. Pebbles. I can't remember. Pebbles, yep. Yep, there's Pebbles. Yep, Bam Bam and Pebbles. Yep, we're the kids. And then, yeah, there's uh, Fred and Wilma Flintstone and Barney and Betty Rubble. Yep. Okay, yeah. So uh, I wonder if they're going to make the – do you remember the cutaways right before commercial when they would go in the bathroom and they would show, like, the uh, the toilet was the fucking, like, stork or the the pelican? Oh, yeah. Like, I wonder – I wonder if they're still going to do that. And wasn't there like a pig as the garbage disposal? Or like a hippo something. or something? It, it, well, I believe it was a hippo, yeah. And the <laughs> elephant was a shower, I think. Yeah. Or was it like an elephant or something like that? It was some, it was, well, some big ass dinosaur with like a fucking 
a brontosaurus or something. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You know, one sh- one show I'm glad they haven't uh, they haven't touched, and I, I don't, don't even want to say it. it. I, yeah, I know. I'm nervous. I know. Whisper it. <laughs> the Jetsons. Oh, I know. That's one of my mom's favorites. Oh, my God. Me, George Jetson. I know. I want to start showing that to Trey. Like, there's, um, I can't remember the name of the damn cartoon. It used to be on, like, the Cartoon Express on USA. It was, like, a prehistoric one. I'll have to look it up. Um, because it had these crazy, like, it was, like, a prehistoric, like, family. And there was these weird, like, dinosaurs, this big white blob that used to live with the family. Oh, shit. I can't, I can't think of it offhand it's like a really like weird abstract cartoon but like do you remember like gray babe and stuff like that those were like the shit man like i those trey's already watched like so much of that stuff it's it's like i've tried to like keep him on like good you know quality cartoons well i i was limited with my tv viewing so (laughs) oh i oh my god well i had I had satellite. I, I learned how to use that really quick. We were right, just, so uh, my parents here. are just so strict, so. See, my dad was, but my mom wasn't. And my dad was always gone at work when I was a kid. So, like, for weeks at a time. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty much just, like, me and my, and then, you know, like, I was an only child for four years as I'm going to the next article here. Uh, so, I just <laughs> pretty much had free reign. But, so, our next article is about the Varsity Blues getting a modern update. And the writer of this article is named Tim Basinger. Not to be confused with Kim Basinger, and he's not related. Is it's His name is spelled B-A-Y Singer. So it's... Uh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's not Basinger. Because her name isn't Kim Basinger. It's Kim Basinger. Basinger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> not me. Yeah. No, I'm just no, kidding. Oh, shit. All right. Not since she was in Batman. Oh, my God. Did you see my Batman collage I made today? Yeah. But I, I, I texted you because it made me think of that. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All hey again. What? <laughs> I I started my day and I said that I was being a brat and I was crabby. I know you did. You did. You, you could have chose me. to to like put your phone down. You chose to respond. So sorry. I did. I so, did. That's been a rough day. It's like uh, you're like one of the damn Cenobites from uh, from Hellraiser. You open the box. <laughs> <laughs> you would. You you've. I see. You've never seen Hellraiser. So. No. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't ask you to even watch that clip. Um, as if you are not a horror fan, the uh, the sheer sight of Pinhead is uh, is quite terrifying. So, back to Varsity Blues, and uh, and and I, I figured I would throw this in for two reasons. Number one, because I really liked this movie. Um, you know, it came out right after I was out of high school. Uh, it was just, it was, you know, being a football player is kind of cool. And then um, number two, because you were making fun of me because I used to be like so into sports and now I'm pretty much like barely hanging on to watching football because I didn't even know the draft was in 
uh, Nashville this year. I yeah. No I had no clue. But and I used like I we talked about it. Like I posted pictures and everything and I was like, yeah, the draft came here. Like I can I'll, I'll remember like things about these movies, but like me remembering like sports stuff anymore. It's like my brain doesn't have room for all the sports stuff anymore. And uh, as as I'm sitting here staring at like my uh, NFL starting lineup figures and like I said all my Pistons memorabilia, but like that's like stuff that like I was, you know, you know, like that's got like childhood like memorabilia, you know that. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I still, I'm a Lions, I'm still a Lions fan. You know, I, I like my baseball, but I just, I don't, I, I don't have time to watch, uh, watch sports as much as I used to now. Yeah, so you told me. Yep. So, all right, Jeffrey Katzenberg's short form video service Quibi is developing a modern update of the 1999 high school film Varsity Blues. That just, that just, I don't have, I really like just freshly shaved my head because I was supposed to have that interview today. So like I, I shaved my head and actually put, uh, put adult pants on and uh, I put dress shoes on and dress socks. I didn't just wear like my Darth Vader socks under them. Um, I still wore a t-shirt, but I actually had to wear a sweatshirt because it was like 92 degrees yesterday and it was like 61 today. Um, <laughs> so I don't so, live there anymore. Yeah, it, it, fuck, it was fucking cold. <laughs> so I went down to uh, the distillery and I sat at the bar. I walked in with my backpack, my laptop and shit. And uh, I was going to, you know, I was set to interview Chris tonight and uh, they, he was actually, they were really busy. So I'm going to go next Tuesday when they're closed. I he gave me a free drink. So that was like, you know, that was cool. Um, I ordered one, you know, I was, I was going to, I wasn't going to come in there and not order a drink. You know, I, I really like him and his establishment. So I want to see him, uh, you know, succeed. So I was like, I just grab a drink, you know? So I got a, uh, raspberry Moscow mule. Mm, God, those are delicious. <laughs> and, um, and speaking of which, I tried uh, the Captain Morgan in root beer last weekend. Uh, muy delicioso. And uh, I'll be consuming more of that at the canoe race weekend. So, yeah. Shut up. You liked it. Oh, I loved it. Oh, my God. I got. Uh, Are you sure you I, want to admit this on air? Like, all, oh, all these people can hear you agree with me. Oh, absolutely. It was fucking <laughs> delicious. Like, I got lit on that shit the first night I started drinking it. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, what, what kind yeah, of captain did you, you have? I just got regular captain next time. I'm, I'm going to try like, um, what kind did you say? It was the, uh, do either the hundred proof or the cannon blast cannon blast. Okay. I'll try the cannon blast. I've wanted to try that. So we will, uh, we will try that. Cause I just got the regular stuff. I just wanted to try, you know, it's just the regular the first time kind of ease into it. And, um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that sucker. That's the problem with it is you can put a splash of root beer in it and it overpowers the captain. So you don't really get that aftertaste. So you don't realize how much you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mixed mine very light and I still was like, Ooh, cause I, I killed almost that whole fifth the first night. I didn't realize it. Cause I was well, like, we pour our drinks more. heavy around here. So, Oh, yeah, I, I ugh, yeah, well, okay, so I was in the middle of this article before I got sidetracked by talking about drinking, um, <laughs> doing that, doing that live stream last night sober was, uh, that was taxing, yeah. that was, uh, that was taxing, 
I'm not, uh, I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm usually pretty, uh, my, I've usually got a nice, uh, a nice grin on my face and my eyelids are a little low, um, when we record. So I usually, usually, uh, am a little more mellow, but, uh, I was having a panic attack before we went on the air, but anyway, I want the article, uh, Stuber writer, Tripper Clancy. Oh, that, that's a, that's a masculine name. Hi, this is my son, Tripper Clancy, is penning the script, which will be executive produced by the film's original producers, Mike Tolan and Tova Later. Tolan will executive produce alongside John Gattins and Peter Goober. The project comes from Tolan and Goober's MSM and Paramount Television. Anne Fletcher will direct. The film starred James Vanderbeek, Paul Walker, and Scott Kahn as Texas high school football players who deal with an overbearing and demanding coach, John Voigt. For all those who cheered Mox's refrain, I don't want your life, as well as all those who never heard of the West Canaan Coyotes. We're thrilled to bring Varsity Blues to Kibi in the 21st century, said Tolan. What the fuck is Kibi? I don't know. I forgot that um, Paul Walker. Paul Walker was in that. Yeah, because he was uh, the quarterback that got injured. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he raced Vin Diesel to that telephone pole and won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got banned from Facebook for posting a Fast and Furious Nine meme, and it was uh, it was just a casket with uh, wheels on it. <laughs> that's horrible oh like the two days after he was he had that accident i was posting fucking memes oh my god you are horrible oh like yeah i stopped doing that just because like with the show and everything now i couldn't i can't afford to get kicked off facebook anymore <laughs> yeah speaking of which i'm gonna make you an admin on the channel too um so uh during the streams um you can you can kind of monitor the chat too um uh yeah i was uh, i was thinking about that tonight i was like it well actually after i got well, well let me finish this article and we'll talk a little bit. <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I i really don't know how you say this if it's qb or key what the hell did i say la- last night wrong that you guys are making fun of me for centipede you said centipede <laughs> i said centipede yeah it's centipede centipede i don't know why i said centipede i don't i don't know it's like the okay. eye was like isolated do you do you say intestine or intestine uh, intestines okay <laughs> i've also for some reason i've also messed up saying the word uh antenna though i said antenna once I'm like what the fuck why did i even say that yeah, my it's dad, like, uh, whenever he says that, ask Lewis. It's hilarious. His redneck comes out, and he's like... Does he say Antana? <laughs> no, he's like, Antania. I'm like... <laughs> Antania? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Lewis does like the Britannia? best impression of him. It's, it's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> we'll have, have to get Lewis to, uh... We'll have to get Lewis to either come on a stream one night, or, um... Or just uh, do, like, a a video chat with us. <laughs> Okay. If we if he comes on a stream, there's no way you two are making out alive. Like that's gonna be bad. 
you're gonna you're gonna fucking you'll probably fucking hate us. But and I won't even do anything if you, if your brother's ripping you. I'm not even gonna say shit. I'm just let you two go because y'all are related. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is like he will get you rolling, and then like it just uh, yeah. Oh, He's God. a funny little guy. <laughs> I know. I remember play, I mean, he was a. Well, you guys are both like so young when we were playing church ball together. I was and like you twenty were, something. No, not sure. Not when you were playing church ball. Yeah, I was well only, out of. I was living in. Were was, you? I was living in Mount Pleasant, which is where I went to college. I mean, I was well into. Oh, sorry. Well out of high school. I thought because I started playing. Oh, never mind. We're in the middle of a fucking article. I'm talking about. <laughs> softball from like 15 years ago okay uh this video service fucking i'm just gonna call it cubert because i know how to say that cubert <laughs> has been on a development spree as of late as it gears up for its 2020 launch the service has already greenlit about two do- two dozen shows from stars including justin timberlake jennifer lopez tyra banks don Cheadle, St- uh, stephen curry anna kendrick Idris Elba, Lauren Michaels, and Seth Meyers. Lauren Michaels is uh, like the fucking Don of Saturday Night Live. Uh, founded by Katzenberg and Mag Whitman. Shut up, Mag. Hubert closed a $1 billion round of funding in August from investors, including as 21st Century Fox, Disney, NBC Universal, Viacom, and Warner Media. The service, which will focus on producing and distributing short-form content made for mobile, will launch with a two-tier pricing model, a $4.99 per month ad-supported offer, and a $7.99 per month ad-free deal. Whitman says the company has already sold $100 million worth of advertisements. This article was like barely about this fucking show. Yeah, what? Okay. My... Oh. I why words are so hard and they said a modern update is that like fancy talk for a reboot like what why I think that's what they mean um because they are afraid to say reboot because of all the reboots and uh (laughs) and all this stuff just taking a shit this year uh all these reboots and gender swaps aren't working no they need to stop no, uh, Hollywood is completely uh, ideologically, morally, and uh, creatively bankrupt at this point. And this is this is. But and Adam made this point last night because you know he he went to uh, college for journalism and all this stuff, and it's like that that article that was like a word salad uh, filled with lettuce. That was just nothing. Well, that was just all clickbait. I mean, it's not... Oh, a- absolutely. That was a clickbait fucking article. You know, um, let's see here. Let's go with the Spider-Man ranked. Uh, is that is... Now, see, I told you I was going to get us out of here in under an hour tonight. And for the listeners, this has got to be like culture shock because we're at like literally at the 31-minute mark right now. And we are on the very second to last segment of the show and the last segment of the show is just babbling about uh you know the upcoming stuff so so therefore you just jinxed it i did i did uh so we are at the spider-man ranked portion 
of the show right now. And I, uh, I'm kind of, uh, kind of excited for this one. I want to, uh, get my co-host perspective on this. So here, uh, here, here we, uh, here we go. So numbers, wait, this is from worst to best. Number six, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two. The longest and least of the Spidey movies is a ponderously overstuffed misfire, only partially redeemed by the chemistry generated between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Having learned nothing from the debacle of Batman and Robin. 1997, the filmmakers crammed no fewer than three classic comic book villains, Electro, a reimagined Green Goblin, and fleetingly Rhino into a padded narrative, demonstrating once again that yes, more can be less. Originally intended as a gateway to an extended universe of Spidey sagas, complete with a Venom and Sinister Six spinoffs, Amazing 2 instead led to a second franchise reboot. Mm. Yeah, this uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two was an absolute shit show. Yeah, and I don't agree with the chemistry that they had. There was none. <coughs> it, it, it just it, to me there wasn't any. Any, I mean, am I, I'm not missing the bus there. I mean, it's like the last day that went on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you uh, you kind of told me about that. Oh no, that wasn't that one. Oh, that, okay, all right. So we'll have that discussion off here. Um, shit, I just dropped my phone. Are you still there? Yeah. I drop, I'm, dro- I'm dropping stuff. Um, okay, so uh, th- I, I want to say the one good thing I want to say about um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and yes, I'm going to say something good about this, is that uh, Rhino looked really cool at the end. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know what you're about to say, but <laughs> there's nothing good that came out of there. Um, no, no, Rhino looked really cool. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I can just imagine him um, at the end of that movie just killing Spidey off screen, just like uh, obliterating him. And uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Andrew Garfield. That's how that movie should have ended. Yeah. I don't want to see the death of Spider-Man, but if there was a Spider-Man that had to die, I think Andrew Garfield was the uh, the sacrifice that we needed and we deserved. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> Number five, Spider-Man 3, 2007. If you watch all three of director Sam Raimi's Spidey movies back to back, to back. It's impressive to see how smoothly each flows into the next. Alas, the flow is stemmed fairly early in this disappointing threequel, as Tobey Maguire's moody web-slinger wobbled between smug swagger and vengeful wrath while battling an indifferently conceived supervillain, Thomas Hayden Church's underwhelming Sandman, and his own venom-fueled dark side. Even some diehard Spider fans couldn't help guffawing while the bad Peter Parker tried to strut in smooth move like someone suffering from Saturday Night Fever. Others could only wonder, does being bitten by a radioactive spider really turn you into a grandstanding jazz pianist? (laughs) But we get the Spidey dance in this one. And I'm telling you, Trey and I are going to reenact that very soon. I do it uh, all the time. 
Like, I, I, I do that like at least once or twice a day. Like I put the music on my phone and I'll just like walk through the house and, just, and do little moves that it, it has to happen. Well, the only thing for me is I don't think anybody's figured out where it's from yet. So I think I'm safe with that. But I do the dance around and I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I entertain my coworkers all day long. But um, <laughs> I would not have put that one at number five. I don't. I I enjoyed Spider Man three probably more than I should. Yeah, agreed. I did. I didn't like Sandman character. That dude. He uh. Yeah, he was boring. But um. <clears throat> he was, but I like Thomas Hayden Church as an actor. Um, I, the, the character. I think the character uh, effects wise was done really well. Uh, considering that came out in 2007 and you know the funny thing about this movie and and i know you can't judge quality by box office there's a there's a a marvel movie that just proved that point Uh, which i got to talk about that today at lunch i was so excited Uh, about cat pan meh yes about uh we'll now, do tell what uh, what was the discussion because I'm, well, you so, changed my interest. You know, we get um, different lunch reps that come in every day and bring us food, so I don't like see the same people often. But um, the last mm-hmm. time I saw this rep, it was just before Endgame had came out. So he was mm-hmm. talking to me about, you know, he's going to see it and all this stuff. And he asked me about Captain Marvel and if I'd seen it, and I told him yes, and I don't like to influence people that haven't seen it that are like are going to go watch stuff. So I kind of just give like a generic like, you know, this is kind of what you need to look out for thing. And Mm -hmm. I let them make their own opinion. Okay, he literally came in today like he saw me and he was like, why did you not warn me how shitty that movie was? And I was like, (laughs) yay, (laughs) because the one before him, like said that he didn't say anything wrong with it he was like yeah it was a decent movie and uh you know of course i was texting you then i was pissed that he said that but um no this guy today was like that was horrible he goes i i don't know why i wasted my time watching that he's like it was the worst thing i've seen in a long time he's like and it is completely irrelevant to anything that has to do with endgame and the avengers i was like you're my new favorite person (laughs) yeah they they just they shoehorned and retconned and yep. ruined the scrolls. Yeah, I told him that too. So, yeah, he uh, he was he was disappointed in me that I did not warn him that it was bad. <laughs> you know, it's uh, we uh, we're we're doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> we're doing the Lord's work. Um, Spider-Man three though, I was talking about gross and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I, that's, I, I like to hear that. I like to hear that, uh, people like, you know, that, that just wasn't a good movie. No, no, it really wasn't objectively. Right. And, and you don't even need to bring up the, uh, America's ex-wife right? that it's a bad movie. You know, she's just the icing on the already, uh, shitty cake, yeah, uh, fruit cake as it were. The um, mud pie. She is a mud pie. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man three grossed three hundred thirty-six million five hundred thirty thousand three hundred three dollars domestically, and uh, eight hundred ninety million eight hundred seventy-one thousand six hundred twenty-six dollars worldwide. 
it was uh, what I mean. That's uh, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, it was just it was too much in one movie. You know, like I said, I I, I liked it just because it was. <laughs> You know, it was eye-catching, um, and like I said, I, I, I'm i not trying to pass it off and say it's a great fucking movie, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it, you know, the, it, early in the movie, you knew that it was just kind of the direction it was going, so yeah. it really was a surprise when the third act came, and it was like just a shit show of CGI and way too much going on for one movie. Yeah. I think part of it, too, was, like, they were trying to do their backstories on top mm-hmm. of, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, no, it wasn't good, but I still wouldn't put it at number five. <laughs> no, no. Um, would you put Amazing Spider-Man 2 ahead of this one? What do you mean ahead of it? Like, would you would you flip-flop this and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield? Is that what you're saying? Yes, like to number four no no oh 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 why am i confused on what you're saying (laughs) i thought you meant you would move spider-man three to number six and amazing no okay okay all right garfield is six and five i mean duh yeah Yeah. okay okay hang on my uh i have a, a furry little companion in my room here who keeps scratching at the door all right so let's move up to number four on the list which is the amazing spider-man from 2012 fairly or not andrew garfield will likely be recalled as the george lazenby of the spider-man movies do you know who george lazenby is no should i no he was uh he was like the uh the shortest tenured actor to play the james bond role oh so Andrew Garfield will be likely recalled as the George Lazenby of the Spider-Man movies, given his relatively short stint as the second star of the franchise. But give him his due credit. Garfield strikes the right balance of callowness and cockiness throughout the origin story of this reboot. And he's downright charming as director Mark Webb, 500 Days of Summer, dramatizes the first blush of romance between nerdy Peter Parker and Emma Stone's equally brainy and intimidatingly attractive Gwen Stacy. A nice touch. Gwen is the slightly better science student. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is great writing. on this. And this article's on, uh, this really isn't an article, it's just a list, is on uh, Variety.com. And it says, on the debit side, the conspiratorial subplot involving Peter's deceased scientist father is a great deal less and fully baked and the villain of the piece the lizard played by reese ifans i ifans i don't know how you pronounce that while in human form is too obviously a cgi construct yeah i, I just actually watched this it I, me and trey watched the tail end of it we were just flipping through the channels and it was on and he saw spider-man so i'm like you know, okay. You know, I, I've already ruined Star Wars. You know, made sure he, uh, he he knows that we don't watch anything Disney Star Wars in the house. So he's you know he calls the last Jedi the last dumpster fire. That's my boy. You know, he yeah, walks by his witness Ky- he that walks, he walks by his Kylo Ren action figure and he kicks it over. Um, I didn't pay for it, so but no, he he just walks by. And he he'll like swat him in the head and be like, "You sit down, Kylo. You're a dummy." I'm like. <laughs> I shouldn't teach him that, but it's Kylo Ren, so 
but no, he, uh, so we watched it and, you know, he was, he was sitting there and he was not really that interested in it. Um, now by comparison, like the Tom Holland Spider-Man, he's watched Homecoming. I've seen Homecoming probably as many times I've seen Black Panther now. Um, and, uh, he, he digs that one, you know, he likes it. They're flashy and they're fun. So he, uh, he enjoys them. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I find the little things in each of them to enjoy. Um, not so much the Andrew Garfield one. Like I said, the, the, uh, the amazing Spider-Man with him that, uh, the lizard was just bad. Oh, that was bad. Oh God, was that bad? Like I'd forgotten about it. Like I hadn't seen it since it came out. Like that was when I didn't go to the theater to see it. Did, did you? Which one? Uh, the, the Andrew Garfield ones? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I, I rented it. Like, I, you know, I, I think I got like the Blu-ray after it came out. I rented it. I watched it and pretty much forgot about it because of, uh, you know, how bad it was. So, yeah, I just, I wasn't a fan of anything. And I didn't like Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Uh, for all the things that Spider-Man 3 was bad at and, I'm not a Bryce Dallas Howard fan per se, but she, I think she was a she was she was not a de, uh, character wise well developed Gwen Stacy. I was like physically she's a well developed Gwen Stacy, but no uh, writing in uh, her character was pretty one dimensional. In that, yeah, movie. Uh, and you she know, didn't the, really have like a big role, I guess, because there was so much other shit going on. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't have, like, a whole lot of speaking parts, I guess. I don't know. No, no. She was just a side. You know, her screen time was probably less than, what, well, the whole disaster scene, the the park scene, and um, then the the nightclub was about the only uh, part she was in, right? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe one scene in in her dad's office. Did you sneeze? I coughed. I'm sorry. Oh, God, that scared me. I was like, are you dying? Okay. No, I'm good. Right. Just a sip of water for the working man here. Um. Well, this, my thing is not, like, the numbers are not in order. Does yours do that? Like, it goes six, five, four, and then back to five. Hmm. Let me see. Six, <laughs> five, four. Yeah, and then back to five. So are they tied? Are these, like, tied at... Spider-Man Far From Home. (laughs) Let's see. Um, I don't know. Hey, did you know this guy in the background, Dimitri, was like a major character, I guess, in the comics? What are you talking about? uh, Are you you on the Variety article right now, the the list? Well, I was. It's now loading because I clicked on another picture. Well, when you get to the... Stop getting distracted. When Sorry. you get to the end, and that it's has, okay. <laughs> what's hilarious about this right now is Into the Spider Verse is playing as I'm talking. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, you know the character from Spider Man Far From Home that was the uh, the quote unquote bus driver that uh, Nick Fury sent to pick up Peter and his classmates, Dimitri. Yes. So I don't remember that. And I'm wondering, I don't know, I need to go back and read them, I guess. I I watched a video uh, that was kind of breaking down some, it was like 
30 Easter eggs. Uh, I, and I'll find it on YouTube and I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Cause it was actually kind of, kind of a cool video. And one of them was that the character Dimitri had been uh, from the comics and was actually had a larger role. So that was kind of a what, neat little thing. What version, did it say what version of them? I can't I have remember. T- I have two different ones that I have not even like opened yet. They're just sitting in my closet. Two different series of them. So I'll now, get how many there one issue, day. How many, how many issues are in, or do you buy the compendiums? Um, I get them as gifts. So okay. whatever they send me is what I <laughs> roll with. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so I guess, you know, let's see. We got, uh, we're on Spider-Man Far From Home. In a post-Avengers Endgame world, Peter Parker must press on without the mentorship of a now-deceased Tony Stark. But with the high-tech resources of Stark Enterprises, represented by John Favreau's Happy Hogan, and the gruff encouragement of S.H.I.E.L.D., Honcho, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson. No, the fuck it wasn't. It was a goddamn scroll. <clears throat> Unfortunately, while there is, an, there is ample excitement to be savored in the follow-up to Spider-Man Homecoming, along with some charming give-and-take between Tom Holland's Spidey and Zendaya's MJ Jones, the movie continues. The MCU trend of steadily transforming Spider-Man from a solo superhero who relies on his own grit and brains to defeat bad guys to an underachieving team player who must don an Iron Manly outfit before he can fight the good fight. <clears throat> what say you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, for all its considerable merits, this may be the first Spider-Man film that will appear to more relative newbies than longtime fans of the original Marvel comics. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I have a diatribe prepared if I must, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I uh, skipped ahead. I'm on the next one. Uh, are you sure? It, it, there's a back button. No. I can't push okay. any buttons. My shit will crash. <laughs> okay, so now we are on. Uh, why did I just highlight that? We are at number four. Wait, what the fuck? I told you they went backwards. So this this list is pretty much fucked. But okay, so we'll just keep rolling with it. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> into the Spider Verse, winner of the Academy Award for animated feature, <laughs> this dramatically and visually exhilarating Spidey adventure. Is it once respectfully faithful? to its comic book roots with a wink wink here of course and exuberantly freewheeling in its incorporation of other pop culture influences both multifaceted and multicultural the underlying conceit each parallel universe gets the spider-man it deserves and needs obviously radioactive spiders are a constant everywhere so when there's a passing of the mask from veteran web slinger Peter Parker to eager novice Miles Morales in our world, he's able to draw on the assistance of other such worldly Spideys as a hard-boiled Spider-Man noir voiced by Nicolas Cage 
in an out of shape but came for action Peter B. Parker, Jake Johnson. It is meant as high praise to say the screenplay credited to Phil Lord and Rodney Rotham would have worked just as well as a live action film. But live action film probably wouldn't have been as much fun. Yeah, I've watched this movie probably about eight times at least. Oh, mine's like well over 40. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say that. I've I played it, but I've yeah. it's been interrupted. It's not like I've sat here and watched it that many times. But um I, I love it. Yeah, this this movie was it was. I was kind of worried at first. Um because I, I really didn't pay attention to the character of Miles Morales or anything, but I'm like what are they doing with the, you know, where are they going with this? You know? So, because I, I, I don't, I, I haven't read a Spider-Man comic since the 1980s. Um, but I, uh, you know, so I, I really don't, you know, when, when the preview for this came up, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it looks all right. Kind of checked it out. I'm like, okay. You know, just, you know, a little bit of reading on it. And I waited till it came, uh, on, uh, on demand, and I watched it and no, I streamed it. I, I got it for right after it came in the theaters. That's right. You said that streaming thing. I was like, did it come on demand? No, it was a streaming app I have. Um, yeah. So I was able to stream it while I was in theaters still. And I, uh, I like it. Like I said, and after watching it a couple more times, it grew on me even more. Yeah. And the first, the first thing that stood out was the soundtrack. I was going to say, and then the best part is the soundtrack. Like oh, I work out to that almost every morning. Yep that that is uh that is on my uh, on my playlist that and like the Guardians of the Galaxy uh into like you know catalog yeah but yeah and of course you got like Beverly Hills Cop and Back to the Future and um a bunch of like literally like the uh Star Wars John Williams uh compositions and uh, no I and, don't and have the, any of that <laughs> I do the ones from the lightsaber duels are like. They're just amazing. So I've got those and uh, some, uh, the, like, the Avengers themes and stuff like that. You would die if you saw my playlist. No, I'd probably, I'm probably interested, actually. No, um, you would be like, what the hell? And, of course, I've got a bunch of Black Panther music on there, too. Yeah, that soundtrack, too. Yep. <laughs> well, Kendrick Lamar is badass, so. Um, <clears throat> number three, Spider-Man Homecoming. The creative folks behind the second franchise reboot score points for skewing a conventional origin story. Obviously, they figured everyone who buys a ticket to Spider-Man movie already knows how the dude got his superpowers. And those who didn't surely were brought up to speed when Spidey cameoed in last year's Captain America Civil War. <clears throat> Better still, they audaciously jump-started running on fumes. the running on fumes movie mythos by reimagining the man behind the mask as a boy specifically an eager but awkward 15-year-old Peter Parker, Tom Holland, who has a lot to learn from Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. But when it comes down to do, doing, during, do, this is stupid wording, to just when it comes down to doing it, wait, there's more. Michael Keaton earns a place of honor in the pantheon of Spidey villains by effectively playing the vulture <laughs> as fortuitously empowered blue collar type raging with class resentment directed at one percenters like well stark i uh i really like that word though 
fortuitously. Okay. Um, I think Michael Keaton was uh, an amazing I love Michael Keaton. villain. Well, Michael Keaton is Batman, so I love him. But um, he I feel like he made that movie. Oh, like, he he absolutely it, did. It would have tanked if he was not. I say that. I still would have liked it, but uh. I was gonna say, did did you just say that? Will you say that one more time? No. <laughs> say it again. No. Say um, <laughs> you know, I can hang up. I have this big red button I'm staring at. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, no, I like Michael Keaton as a villain. Oh, he's a very good villain. Jake Gyllenhaal? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm not even sure I like him as a person at this point. So, um, technically, the uh, the Joker has uh, banged Mysterio. What? Technically, the Joker has banged Mysterio. Okay. Wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Heath Ledger in uh, Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. You know, (laughs) okay, this is so weird. This is (laughs) no, (laughs) because this is this is how weird this is today. I was pulling in the parking lot to my house, and I had went like an the opposite away around my mailbox that I normally do for some reason. I don't know. All of today has been ass backwards. So I drove around a different way. And when I was coming around, there's this truck that's parked like parallel to the mailboxes, but I always like pass it, you know, the tailgate. So this time I was passing the front of the truck and the sun visor, you know, the big thing they put in the window to keep the heat off of, you know, the, the inside. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. a, it's the Brokeback Mountain. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I was like, I need to tell Pete that. And then I was like, I need to send him a picture. But I was just, like, so just ready to be home that I did not stop for another three seconds to send you a picture. So, the fact, oh. like, I feel like I'm literally in a dream right now because you just said all that. Like, I just, like, the stuff that's happening today is just weird. <laughs> So if uh, yeah. if if you uh, if you would have uh, if you would have gotten a picture of that that would have been amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure it's still parked out there. I can probably go do that, but I won't. It's too much. Yeah, don't effort. do that. Don't do that right now. No. <laughs> it's, it's like you're, you're in the hood. You're in the hood. Yeah, I know. I don't but... want one of those hobos jumping off the train and abducting you or something. So. I know. And three trains went by already, so that's more than normal. That's a lot of hobos. <laughs> Moving on with the list. Number two, Spider-Man 2. This is what I, I disagree with this part, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't hold any ill will against any of the Tobey Maguire movies. Um, we know. But I think, I think Spider-Man 2 is... Uh, <clears throat> hey, I, I, I admit how bad 3 is. I absolutely openly admit it. And I still, like I said... I still enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's it's a flashy, you know, it's a flashy movie. But, okay, so um, 
Number two, Spider-Man 2, or number two, Spider-Man 2, 2004. Director Sam Raimi and original gangsta Spidey Tobey Maguire made lightning strike a second time in their first sequel to the groundbreaking 2002 franchise kickoff. Although it may be difficult to appreciate now, after the massive expansion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this film's canny mix of superheroes, or superheroics, human drama, and then, by contemporary standards, cutting-edge special effects still had a novelty value going for it when Spider-Man 2 first hit theaters, and the passing of time has done nothing to diminish the entertainment value of McGuire's engaging portrait of the superhero as a fallible young man, even more fallible here than after temporary psychosomatic power loss. Co-star Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane Watson, James Franco, Harry Osborne, and Rosemary Harris, Aunt May, along with comic reliever J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, remind us just how perfectly cast they were in the previous movie. And Alfred Molina triumphantly, triumphantly upstages the CGI trickery employed to enhance his character as the demented Dr. Octopus. Alfred Molina was amazing in uh, in, in Spider-Man 2. Um, Doc Ock is probably, um, I'm going to say he's probably my favorite Spider-Man villain um, in, in from the comics. And that's, <clears throat> as I read as a kid, only because he's the one, like between him and Rhino, I, I just, I remember those two stuck out of my mind the most, you know, of course I remember, yeah. you know, the other ones, but, but not like, you know, like Vulture and, you know, Electro, uh, Scorpion, but n not as much as, uh, as Doc Ock. He's just, he's so like, as a kid, he's like, Trey even thinks he's kind of scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I did as a little kid, I was like, you know, he's, cause I, I, I think, the first time I ever, like, my mom got me, like, well, I was probably, like, probably like four or five, you know, because my mom always read to me, and um, she, uh, my mom collected comics as, as a kid, too, so she, uh, she kind of used to read those to me, so yeah, that was, I just <clears throat> remember that one. Who's, uh, who's your favorite Spidey villain? Um, as a kid or now? It, just overall. I have no idea. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I did. I like Doc Ock. I like, I mean, I guess Rhino. But see, I like the Vulture now, too. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton made me like the Vulture more. Yeah, definitely. I, I like his iteration more than like the bald guy with tights in the comics, you know? Um, but the vultures is a cool character, but Michael Keaton really was kick-ass with that one. Yeah. And uh, number one on the list, of course, the original 2002 Spider-Man. Much like a first kiss, or in this case, an upside-down smooch, always seems the sweetest. The first Spider-Man movie remains the most purely enjoyable movie in the franchise. Indeed, there's something not entirely unlike an air of innocence wafting about the entire enterprise as Tobey Maguire miraculously obtains, initially misuses, and ultimately focuses his superpowers. All the while, pining for and briefly winning the seemingly impossible object of his desire, Kirsten Dunst's girl next door, Mary Jane Watson. A few diehard Marvel comic fans quibbled about some evocations of artistic license, in the world according to director Sam Raimi and scripter <clears throat> David Kep, 
Spidey's web is natural fiber, not synthetic additive. But Spider-Man as a whole pro proved largely faithful to its source material, particularly in its repeated questioning of whether the hero might ever catch a break. And that contributed generously to its huge success. The only unanswered question, did Willem Dafoe actually intend to sound so much like Gilbert Gottfried while playing the villainous Green Goblin? Hmm. That's funny. I uh <laughs> Willem Dafoe is a great villain. Yeah. He's just, he's he's a natural at it. I um <laughs> you know, he was uh he was he wasn't a villain, but uh he was a good character in Aquaman too. I thought he played a uh, I thought he played a really good role in that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm I'm excited for the sequel to that one. I'm sure you are. <laughs> oh, you're uh, you're not. No, I just think it's funny how excited you get about the stuff. Uh, hey. <clears throat> Aquaman and uh, Black Panther two. You're like, I'm not as excited for uh, Aquaman two as I am for Wonder Woman two, though, or Wonder Woman 1984. So you say, but deep down, we all know the truth. <laughs> no. No, my uh, my 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 man, my man crush on Jason Momoa pales in comparison to my worship of the goddess that is Gail Godot. Uh, Gadot. I don't know why I say Godot. Because you're weird. It's, it's, I am. It's Gadot. Um, you have a man crush on Jason Momoa. Yeah, he he's just like he just seems like he'd be a cool guy to hang out with. And actually right now with the way he looks in those pictures, we're like pretty much like almost the same guy except he's got like better hair. You mean just hair? Yeah. My I shaved I shaved my beard like almost all the way off in like in like a week it's like almost back. So I'm like, "Yes." <clears throat> but yeah, so we are uh, we're, we're getting back there, and you know this is the point in the uh, in the show where I uh, I'm gonna set this down, take a sip of water for the working man here, and say <clears throat> it's time to take her home. So uh, let's thank some listeners and subscribers here: uh, Salvador, Chris Wicks, uh, Alex Houch Hutchins, Brian Kephart. Tony Alec, JC, Anthony Gilly, Crystal Alcala, Seth Scott, David Applegate. Uh, anybody you want to thank, Monica? No, you take mine every time. <laughs> well, I always want to make sure I, I thank everybody. And uh, to, to those of you I, I haven't got to yet, I uh, it's not that uh, it's not that I I forgot you. It's just I got I got a lot going on here, and I will make sure to write some different names down for next episode. I promise. The fan I cast. Feel, I feel like What's we up? need to, uh, <laughs> poor Brian, got, <laughs> he got an earful today too. <laughs> so. Oh no. <laughs> uh, he brutalized to, him. No, he had to listen to me bitch about you. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, poor guy. Mm. It's okay. You both still Brian, love me I'm regardless. Sorry. I mean. <laughs> yep. Brian, I'm sorry, man. I feel your pain. You can send me send me an email. Don't don't uh, worry, Monica doesn't Monica doesn't read the email. <laughs> hit, hit me up, bro. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So uh, 
the FanCast tomorrow night, 8.30, over on the FanCast channel. Um, go over there right now and subscribe. Uh, click that bell so you get notifications turned on and you are aware when we go live, which is every Friday, 8.30 Eastern. Tomorrow, we will be watching Night of the Demons. And uh, we have a little watch party going on. It'll be myself, the Groovinator, Adam from Raiders of the Lost Flicks, who uh, really helped out with the stream last night here at the place to be. Um, Tap and Die will be there. Channel Dad, Brian Lape. Yeah, and uh, Monica will not be joining us for the uh, watch party. She will be in the chat, though, I'm sure. Yes. You can I'll, just I'll listen join to, in and say hi. You can just listen to me and Adam make fun of everything that's going on. You don't have to watch that. So, well, it's kind so, of funny if you're watching something else. Like sometimes your commentary fits perfectly with stuff because, it's like, like yeah, you know, if you listen to music, things sync up to it. There's like there's been several times where I had something else playing until I get to like you know the youtube movie or whatever you guys are watching until it loads and it's just funny because i'm like sometimes it fits oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> i love it i love yeah. it so speaking of uh of uh raiders of the lost flicks um we're uh we're admins well you're you're like the you you got like bumped way up you got like an office on like the top floor already over there so <laughs> i i helped him out because he helped you out last night so yep. i hooked him up yep. i repaid him. i know that's uh that's i, I know we've uh that's that was cool like i said i, I know i'm ribbing you but I, i'm happy that's cool see this is uh this is what the fandom menace does um all of us that are like well i'm not even on adam's level yeah adam's like He's there, you know, I'm like, I'm working our way up. I'm happy. He's like 230, 200, just over 230 subscribers now. That's awesome. And because he was like, it seems like we just did that 200 uh, subscriber live stream over on his channel. Like what, a week or two ago? Yeah. So that's, that's cool. You know, I love to see everybody, like all these channels growing and stuff like that. You know, like I said, we, we're at 61 subscribers now. So uh, go over to the YouTube channel. If you're just a listener of the podcast here on uh, Anchor or iTunes or Spotify, go over to YouTube, subscribe. I'm actually getting ready to upload a video um, right now. So as soon as we're off the air, I've got a video I shot earlier. And I, I think my son only ran into the uh, office once during the uh, taping this time. So that's uh, that seems to be a new uh, a new trend, an alarming one. But he always enters at least once. So yeah, so we've got the uh, the fan cast tomorrow night, and that is uh, that is it. You filthy animals! Check us out on Facebook, <clears throat> the place to be reviews, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM. Also, we are on Twitter and Instagram. That'll be it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Monica, why don't you say good night? Goodbye, friends. <laughs> we'll see you on the fan cast. <laughs>